everyone, and welcome to episode 434 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday or Tuesday, maybe, where you are? I don't even know anymore. How are you today, Richard? It's Tuesday. <laughs> Midnight, <laughs> but we're going to pretend it's Monday morning. Good morning, Seth. How are you doing? I am doing well. We have some interesting topics to talk about today, but before we get into that, we got another co-host in Krim. Good morning, Krim. I know it's Monday where you are. How are you this fine Monday? Uh, It's Monday. I'm awake. Good morning. How are you Good all? morning. Doing, doing well. Good. I, I mean, yeah, like, I, I'm curious to see all the news, um, because I'll be hearing it fresh from you guys right now. <laughs> yeah, so the, the cast for today, the big topic is Wizards did a stream last week talking about their new band philosophy moving forward. Uh, with the changes to Standard, they also announced a B&R coming up next Monday, so we'll be able to presumably talk about some bandings then. So I wanted to get your opinions, not just on what we think will be banned in Standard, or what we want banned in Standard, but what we think about this new banning philosophy. So that's a big topic. There's also some littler topics that are kind of interesting. Someone did a ranking, somewhat scientifically, of showcase card styles that we want to talk about. Uh, how do you actually go about quitting magic? Should you sell your cards if you decide to take a break or quit? What's the best standard deck of all time? And then, of course, answering some fish mail. So that's the overview for today. Before we get into it, though, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. If you want to skip all the hassles of buy listing, well, Card Conduit lets you not do all the typing and spend all the time and do all the work. With their curated service, you can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to put in a little bit of work on your end, you can use their sorted service where you list and sort the cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And no matter which option you choose, you're going to get a detailed report with the results in a fast payment once your order is processed. And right now, you can even get another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thank you to Card Conduit for supporting the show. We also have a giveaway going on at the moment, uh, Gather's Tavern is giving away a Chandra Nalar statue that looks pretty sweet. So if you want to get entered and try to get this uh, statue, we'll put a link in the description and in the comments of the video on YouTube. So make sure to enter for that if you're interested. So anyway, let's talk some magic and let's start with I think the big news of the week, which is Wizards ban stream and ban philosophy. So unfortunately, there's not an article about this up yet. They did a stream. They're going to post an article alongside the BNR announcement explaining more of this next week. So here's the, the little TLDR. I actually watched the stream. So the TLDR is there's a BNR specifically for Standard on Monday. Next Monday, the 29th, I believe it is. This is just like a special bonus banning. Uh, doesn't have anything to do with actual philosophy. But the actual philosophy for bannings is this. Every summer before preview season for the fall set, they're going to have a ban window where they can ban cards, whatever cards they want to. Uh, it seemed like the idea was kind of like, this is where you could shake up Standard. There's longer rotation. So if you got to get rid of something that would have rotated that's not this is where you do it plus they can ban cards in any other format and that is their one 
span window of the year, except for with each set release, there's a window three weeks after the set releases for emergency mannings, essentially. The examples they used were like uh, Felidaire Guardian, the copycat combo, or Oku, cards that just like literally break the format. So don't expect the like nuts and bolts, you know, format maintenance type changes there. It's for, from what they said, like egregious situations where something just goes horribly, horribly wrong. So that's how they're gonna handle bannings, according to Wizards uh, at this point. I'm very curious, before we get into standard and what's going to get banned, what do you think of this philosophy? Because I know last week we were talking about, okay, longer standard rotation means more bannings. Wizards is kind of saying the opposite. They're saying longer standard rotation, and from the sounds of this, bannings once a year outside of super emergency situations. What a, what do you guys think of this banning philosophy? Is this not them trying to like put the players who are like looking to invest uh, into buying paper cards and having them banned, like, you know, like immediately. Is this to help those players feel at ease so that they could buy back, that, so they could feel safe buying into Standard? Like, I mean, I'm I, sure that's a big part of it. Like, I if if that's the case, I mean, great for them, but I, I think terrible for the, the format. If you're <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Years, like, you, you gotta have a format that people want to buy into. Like, if your format's right. so bad no one wants to play it, how, what does it matter how long cards stay legal? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I heard the opposite, right? Aren't they basically just doing whatever the heck they want once a year? So you essentially get this unknown rotation happening every year? Basically, that's what it sounded like, that the summer band window would be the kind of like format maintenance, like get rid of the Kamigawa cards that haven't rotated. This year's the exception because they're doing this early one next week because everyone's complaining about the, the current format. But but yeah, so there's going to be one set time a year where you should be expecting bands. But, but just not like overplayed cards, right? This is how they, they banned to shape the metagame into whatever way they want it to be, right? So if they felt yeah. like... I, I don't know, lightning bolt or something when I needed to go, even though it wasn't egregious, they, they could just take it, right? Yeah, they, so, they actually called out, like, we want we want the fall sets to be able to see play. They used this year as an example. Like, some of the things we got to ban this year, like, we want to make sure Wilds of Eldorane actually has a shot to, like, show up places, so we're going to have to ban some stuff. So it does sound like that's kind of how they're looking at it, yeah. This, this, this sounds terrible, like... <laughs> We, we Like, rotation was predictable, right? Like, you could look at a calendar, you could be like, okay, these cards are going, these cards are staying. Now it's, who knows what's going on, right? <laughs> like, maybe maybe half a set goes, or, you know, maybe, like, some tier five staple goes because they don't want to see it anymore. And then, if emergency truly means emergency, standard will be static for an entire year? Yep. Or does emergency mean whatever they want it to mean? Like, Fable is an emergency. Get rid of Fable. Like, Meat Hook Massacre is an emergency. Get rid of Meat Hook. Like, yeah. like this sheds no light on anything, Seth. This was, like, the biggest <laughs> non-announcement I've ever heard. Like, <sighs> Yeah, not knowing the definition of emergency is definitely that complicated. But they, they said Fell Your Guardian, right? That Those were the examples like, they used, yeah. The format has to break, which... We would say Meat Hook didn't break the format. We would say whatever Even, they're banning on Monday did not break the format. <laughs> like, because, it, you know, it's it's really like we accidentally released Hogak, right? Yeah. Or we accidentally released, oh. And in some ways so it does. Back to Crim's point, that's just like a year of 
bad standard if you have bad standard at, at the minimum, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of the concern. Like, look at our current standard, I think is a really good example. Like, would this be an emergency? I would say based on the examples that they gave, no. Like, you can't really point to a combo piece that's breaking the format or anything. So I don't know if we're in an emergency now, but at the same time, pretty much every most people agree that standard's, like, not in a good place, and it's not very fun, and it hasn't changed. And these decks have been at the top of the meta since, like, November or October, like, pretty much since last rotation. So does that mean you get, like, the worst of both worlds? You still have this uncertainty where the ban window comes, and you're going to have to worry about, like, is my shield grid going to get banned randomly? My $80 card. So you still have that fear, even though it's not going to rotate for another year. But then you also get the downside of like standard stale for the entire year because we can't ban until the summer outside of like egregious emergencies. So I don't know. I'm I'm not... I don't know what to make of all this. I, the other thing is, like, does any of this even matter? This whole conversation of the last three weeks about sta changing standard rotation, about ban philosophy... Should we even put any weight in this with how much things change in Wizards? Like, remember a few years ago when they decided to do, like, quicker rotation? And we didn't even get to the first quicker rotation before they, like, changed their mind and, like, backtracked on the whole thing? Like, should we take all this with a grain of salt to some extent because Wizards just changes their mind so quickly? Should we be expecting that to happen? I think at this point now, you just we, we just wait and see what they do. Because it's like, like yeah, this this is kind of like... A weird thing to say because I don't even know if it like answers anything, right? Like, like Richard had pointed out, it just doesn't feel like it's a big non-announcement so far, and I don't know. I mean, like, I I don't think I like that philosophy because if you're extending standard, you should definitely be aggressively banning all the time. So, especially when like now, I I think now more than ever when you have like arena where people are just playing standard all the time. <laughs> They're playing standard all the time. So people are burning out faster. And so mid-range fests probably bore people or, or that some people don't like grinding it out. So the this is where I think you got to be aggressively banning these mid cards out of these mid-range strategies, right? So Or else we'll just have a really long, like, stale standard. So You're, you're supposed to play Alchemy Grim. Didn't you get that message? Did you not get oh, the email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you yeah, like your right, magic right. to be, to be fun and change, player, yeah. yeah. yeah play uh, uh, again, God, I don't know. Like, I don't like. I don't even. Do you think standard is something that you even fix anymore? Like, regardless of this announcement, right? Like, because if you, it does kind of come back to, like you know, arena and and things like that, right? Like, you have access to a standard client now. That you can play all the time, like like three to four times the games you probably would have normally, right? And I don't know. Doesn't that cause burnout faster now? I don't even know if it's necessarily like the format's bad. Like the the funny thing is, I don't even think this format is anywhere near bad as as any of the worst standards, right? So like this is so far from it. I I can't tell if it's just because now there's more burnout because. It's so easy to get games in. I mean, I think that's definitely a part of it, right? Like, you do get to play way more. And uh, I don't know. It's just so opposite of what I would want out of Standard. Like, I would want Standard to, like, focus on Arena and, like, more changes. Like, I don't think any of this is going to... I would be surprised if any of this works anyway. Like, the idea that we're going to go back to, like, tons of people playing Standard. Like, I I'm not sure this is the problem. Two years, three years, like... 
I think there are other things going on, like Commander and like Arena that are keeping people from like playing a lot of Standard at their LGSs. I don't think this really changes it. And I think it hurts all those people that are playing Standard on Arena. Like I've seen some videos like uh, CGB does tons of Standard content and he was doing a video and I about how this is just a straight up L for anyone who's an Arena Standard player. Like we got to take one for the team for paper players out there, but there aren't paper players. Why are all of us digital players taking the L for something that doesn't doesn't exist at this point it's so weird to me this is like watsi saving like papers <laughs> like 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 letters like yeah yeah <laughs> the, the, here, here here's how here's how gaming works okay like a new game releases it's all hyped up it's all over twitch it's all over every ad and then we like no life play 80 hours in like 1.5 weeks and then we complain that the game is too short and there's no content and there's nothing to do for the next, like, three months. Like, that's how gaming works in yep. 2023, right? Like, people just want to binge until they burn out and then wait for the next cycle of releases. Except we're talking, like, one year to three years <laughs> using the Wizards model here. I, I don't know why they're dragging down Digital Magic to save, you know, paper standard essentially right like their paper format right now is edh is commander right mm -hmm. so i don't know like any solution should should fix both at the same time rather than like lose your remaining digital players um and i don't know i i still feel wizards trying to eat too much of the pie they're they're trying to get their digital money and their paper money at the same time and and that's very difficult and you're, you're essentially asking digital players to play at the speed of paper players so let me put my my watsi hat on here and how would you respond to this so you say that and wizard says well we are supporting both digital players are just supposed to play alchemy like we're, we're focusing on digital you just aren't supposed to play standard you're supposed to play alchemy like from wizard's perspective is that what they're thinking like if you have i almost think that's what wizards would say like these aren't contradictory like digital has alchemy paper has standard or whatever doesn't make sense to me but i could see from wizard's perspective that being their argument like if alchemy was a booming thriving successful beloved format i wonder how much differently people would feel about this if people would just be like oh like whatever like i'll just play alchemy but because alchemy got so messed up with its launch and is so disliked like that's a that's a tough sell. Do you think this is gonna? I don't think you were here for the cast. We talked about this, Krim. Do you think this is gonna get more people to play alchemy? Like, is if that is Wizards thinking, like digital play alchemy, play alchemy. We'll do this for paper. Do you think it'll work? Are we gonna see a renaissance of alchemy because of this announcement from people that want their formats to change? I don't think so, uh, because there's too many too many people in Magic that won't. Uh, open up to that idea if it doesn't do what it does on paper right then i don't want it and that's unfortunately a reality that i think will keep the game anchored uh i think uh, in like whether or not you know where like like the game goes forward uh, like in the digital space it can't truly be a digital game if you know like it it can't update itself like a digital game right and if and I don't know. I, I I think I don't think it's gonna also bring more people to alchemy. I just don't think it's gonna bring people to alchemy. Just the the player base has already shown that that's just not going to happen. Yeah, it seems like it would have happened already if that was gonna gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so speaking Wizards of, stated uh, of that. Oh, go ahead. That they 
when they made the original announcement before the stream, they, they said they didn't give an announcement because they wanted feedback. So given that we're a bit confused by uh, their current announcement, like what what would your suggestion be if you had to run BNR for for Watsi? Like, would we be aggressively banning every set? Would we? I, I don't know what it'd be. Just do nothing. Go back to old standard where mm. nothing banned unless it was like Jace the Mind Sculptor. Like, what I, what philosophy would we take? I think at this point, I mean, like, I guess let, let's let's see here. If, if you if you don't ban aggressively, right? If they're just gonna let things play out, standard's gonna be a bad spot. If they aggressively ban stuff, consumers don't trust them. To, to trust to buy into the cards. So standard sucks there. So it seems like no matter what, standard's going to be in a weird spot for the, like a majority of people, right? So I think at this point, why not just aggressively ban like almost like every three months, four months, unban stuff, ban stuff, literally set release or, or preview season, ban something. Or like, yeah, set release, ban something, unban something, and just do that every time. Now when you have so much product coming in and out, just drop a ban literally every set. I'm I'm with, like, so assuming we're going to stick with the three-year rotation thing, which I think goes, like, that is one of the big issues here, is, like, it's just going to take longer for cards to leave standard. So if they're married to that and that's not going to change, I would be with Grim. Like, I would prefer, instead of, like, emergency ban window every set where you only ban, you know, something that's truly egregiously broken, like copycat combo, I would rather have that be a window where it's like, you know, Rakdos is at the top of the meta. We would like this new March of the Machine set to see some play in standard. So we're going to like, you know, ban a couple Rakdos cards or whatever. So maybe March of the Machines will see play. I would like to see a much lower bar. I know Wizards, from what they've said, is looking at it from like trying to make paper standards successful. If I thought that was actually possible and these changes would make paper standard thrive, then maybe that would be different. But I I just have zero optimism that paper standard is going to survive as, or thrive as a result of these changes. So I think you're like harding the format for like what I see is like very unlikely to get any gain out of it. But I don't know. How would you handle it, Richard? How many bannings would you like to see? Zero. But what if they started... <laughs> What if they started standard with like the weakest set you've ever imagined? Like I don't know what we'd call it, like Dragon's Maze. Homeland. <laughs> by, okay. by the time you get to the last set of standard, you're on Eldraine. So like you just keep ramping up the power, so you're guaranteed that the new set will actually see play. Like because when they try to even out the power, they miss, and if they miss low, then like no cards uh, will ever see play, and they've missed low like four sets in a row now. So if you just really ramp up the power, like as standard progresses, then and then you rotate after Eldraine and you go back to like Dragon's Maze. Like, but the, but then don't the you run into that, that same work. issue though? Because then like you have Eldraine that's super high powered, and then you want to reset. So then you go back to Dragon's Maze. Won't Dragon's oh, no, Maze gotta, like see no play? Like a, like a hard reset where you go back to like one set standard. Oh oh like, oh oh! I see. Yeah, 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 I mean, so I guess technically that would work. Are you I mean, about like where like eight sets would fully rotate. You're yeah, and then, and then you'd have like block instructed for for like one season, right? And then you'd have two sets, three sets, four sets, five sets, whatever, until 
you reach Eldraine powers, and then and then you cut again. Like so, every so I guess with the extended year on the ninth set, eight sets rotate out. I would the be, whole format rotates. Yeah, just go back to what. <laughs> yeah, so so ninth set would be a rotation to all eight sets, right? All like, gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everything's yeah. gone. Start higher. over. Yep. Yeah. The problem would be, like, I don't think one set standard would be that fun. Have you ever played, like, remember when block used to be a thing? <laughs> and there would be, like, one set block formats. A lot of those were, like, super it was bu- it busted was bad. and, like, not diverse at all because one thing would be better than everything. So that, I think, would be the drawback. Although, I like, all right, I like what, what you What if you keep some core it. sets or something? Like, you gotta, you gotta keep some base set around to, to make sure standards fully fleshed out. So, so then, but, what, yeah. what do you think about something like how, like, I, I dare, dare I say this, the H word, Hearthstone, right? Like, there's a core set, right? There's like these core sets for each class. The cards don't rotate, right? They, they're just always, like, if they ban from their, the class pool, they, they adjust it, however, but like, Magic has a, what is essentially a core set that doesn't rotate. So like, there's always negate. There's always duress. There's always these things. Right. And then I guess what, and then add to that pool. And then everything drops off on the ninth set around those pools. That could be is interesting. That, is that what you mean? I could, I could get behind something like that. I think I would still be worried about the super small standards, not being that fun, but still like, uh, I would rather have the change, I think, and deal with that than... Uh, I'm just afraid there's not going to be enough churn or enough change in the format with this new setup, I think, is a is a pretty big concern. And I guess we'll find out more on Monday when we see how they actually handle this first round of banning. So I guess that's the next question. We know BNR is coming. What are you actually expecting to happen next Monday? Like, are they going to ban... 15 cards and have a pseudo rotation of standard are they going to ban just fable and like uh, trust that that's enough like what are you actually expecting like we know it's only standard they actually crim for you they actually someone asked about pioneer i don't know if you watched the stream but they asked about pioneer bannings and they literally laughed like pioneer no we're not banning anything at pioneer oh pioneer's great so i guess we're gonna deal with uh with nick those for a little while longer but uh as far as standard what uh what do you think will will change Wait, are you asking me about standard or pioneer? Sorry, oh, I had a pioneer. Live we know there. pioneer. They're not changing anything. They they made that clear. That's so what do you think? Extremely unfortunate. It, this being uh-huh. R at least, but uh, this yeah. is only standard. So what are we expecting in standard on Monday? Band Fable. Fable. Maybe I mean, that's Bankbuster. A, okay, Fable's a given, right? Like I would. Right. Like, if they only ban one card, it's Fable. I, I can't. Although, I mean, is there? Is there any world where it doesn't get banned? What is the I mean, percent be, chance be that funny. people is not on the BNR? Like it's got to be ninety nine <laughs> point something that it's banned, right? There, if if it is, if it isn't all pretty much a hundred percent, then they would probably be pretty much out of touch entirely, <laughs> right? Like, 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 like. I mean, although whether or not, like, so what I think will get get banned, and whether or not the philosophies of why we ban certain cards. Uh, I don't know if I agree. Like, I know Fable's really good, and obviously it's like the backbone, it's the glue, it's what allows Grixis to play a four-color black spell, right? I mean, a four-pip black spell. You yep. get to ditch Atroxa, you do a lot of setting up, right? You do a lot of looting, and then you have the, the third chapter, where now it's like anything comes down, it's a win con, right? So, it does it all, but like... Isn't standard supposed to have a best card? Are we just going to keep banning every best card that exists? I know the play pattern 
is like like a problem, but like, do you just ban it because it's good? I mean, my yes. argument would be you ban it because it's so heavily played, which I I've had this but conversation that's, with that's people on the Twitter, and people are well, it's not though, like. If you go back historically through standard metas, having the best deck be, depending on how you count, like, Rakdos versus Grixis, somewhere between 35 and, like, 50% of the meta, like, historically, that's that's super rare. Historically, that's the, like, Oko's in the format, we're going to ban things. Or, like, uh, Omnath's in the format, we got to ban things. Like, usually the best deck's, like, 20% of the meta, maybe 25. So I feel like this is uh, just, like, but- the... The numbers are so high that it would merit action. Two things, though, right? The numbers are high, yes. But is this also not, like, the outcome of an arena world? And, like, like where, you know, like, the best deck. Do I want to spend my money? Do I want to spend my wild cards, right? Or, like, or like because why would I spend my wild cards on a bunch of bad cards, right? So everyone just plays the best deck. So, I mean, I think now more than ever, right, when everyone's like, I don't know, I'm just going to build whatever's good, it's going to spike the numbers, right? It's going to spike the numbers. Mm-hmm. And and then on top of that, like, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, even though this is like the highest number or like it is a, an abnormal, a unusually high number, it doesn't feel worse than like, it. it's nowhere near like, like, uh, uh, not pithing needle, skull clamp. It's nowhere near like, you know, like Eldrain Oko standard. It doesn't feel anywhere as miserable as that. It just feels like there's a powerful card. There's a good batch of like the powerful cards all over the place. Black has a lot of good cards. Uh, you know, like there's, I don't know. It just doesn't feel that bad of a format to me. Everyone's saying standard's awful. And don't get me wrong. I, I think that standard has its problems but i don't think this is like to the boiling point where it's like oh my god what's what's happening you know so standard is actually really good the 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 problem with standard is it hasn't changed in four sets like meaningfully the the play pattern is essentially the same so people are getting bored of playing the same thing over and over not necessarily that the gameplay pattern is, is like horrendous or anything yeah it's like mid-range fest but like that's i don't think that's a big problem and to the original question is can they get away with just banning fable and i would say no right because after banning fable rakdos probably still the best deck right like maybe you knock a few percentage points off of it but you'll play rakdos still and it'll still be very good and standard will feel the exact same so I think they got to actually like slice off like a large chunk of standard to get cards from March of the Machine to, oh no, Aftermath to get cards from that like popping up. They got to actually take like a big swath of cards off of standard. Otherwise, you're still going to go Blood Tithe Harvester to Shouldred into Invoke into Chandra. Like you'll still do the same stuff and you still will not play whatever hidden gems there are in the last like four sets that haven't you know seen any light of day. I do so I do think banning fable will do more than people maybe think like if you really think through what the card does like banning fable makes the reanimator strategies a little worse like it's harder to get a Troxan Italian in the graveyard I think it makes Shieldred a lot worse because Shieldred 
dies to removal. And the big reason I think Shieldred lives so much is you have to spend two removal. Like, uh, Fable is two must-kill threats. Like, if you do not kill either half of that, it snowballs into a win. So you have to kill both halves of that, which makes it a lot harder to have removal left over for Shieldred by the time it comes down. I think Invoke becomes, like, harder to cast. It becomes slower. I would still advocate for a shakeup, especially in the context of no rotation. Like, if we knew we were getting a rotation in the fall, I would feel much differently about this. I would probably still like to see Fable Man just for something to change for the summer. But if I knew we were getting normal rotation in September, I would even be fine to just bite the bullet and like play modern for the summer or whatever, play other formats for the summer when I get bored of standard. Um, but knowing there's not rotation, I think they need to make bigger changes like I'm actually hoping they're super heavy-handed with this ban list and ban like 10 or 15 cards to have like a a pseudo rotation not because standard necessarily needs that but because I think or needs that now but I think it needs that over the course of the next 16 months or whatever since these cards aren't rotating so I would like to see like I mean, fable in a white card in a ruffine I would like to you know a huge ruffine? one would be and they're not going to do this but I think banning the triumphs would actually have a massive impact on the format <laughs> like like the mana is so ridiculously good right now that I think that is part of why remember the the Jace Friends Prodigy standard when it was the all Jeskai these Black like four era. and five color mid-range piles of the best cards the mana makes that kind of possible, and I feel like we're kind of in that same place where your three-color deck can play Invoke Despair or whatever, and every deck can cast Atroxa. So if we go for shakeups, I would like to see something like that. I mean, so like, so yeah, let's. So it sounds like we all pretty much know though that like Fable is going to eat it right yeah. with the banning. We know I, Fable's. Well, we gonna... don't know that for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I know what Watsi has up there. I, I guess like it'd be one of the weirdest things it's like watching steph curry miss a free throw or something like that right like it's like so like at this point like it's just like not ever like there's no way right like so what if I'm they gonna reprinted go... fable in the next you know supplemental product oh, God. <laughs> like, oh no we can't touch the fable it's gotta be it's gotta that... be blood tide harvester <laughs> no because they'll just do the weird stoneforge mystic thing right like oh yeah you you, you can't it's banned but unless you're playing with just the pre-con <laughs> Then, then it's fine. <laughs> what that weird banning? Uh, I think I think after that though, yeah. What's do, number do two? Do you actually do you want anything else outside of that, Seth? It seems like you said you want Rafine. You want like okay. So so if I was actually gonna look at like uh, like a, a list, so I think Rakdos is the big problem right now. So I would want to see like Fable gone. I wouldn't shed a tear over Invoke Despair or Shieldred being banned, honestly, even though I don't think they necessarily need to be banned. But if we're looking at like we want Rakdos to no longer be the best deck in the meta after it has been for so long, maybe you got to take separate steps to do that. Bankbusters in like a ridiculous amount of decks, even though it's a fair card, I can see an argument for that. And then once you get past Rakdos, then you get to the like, reflector mage stage of bannings or the like rampaging ferocidon where it's like okay we're hitting rakdos really hard is esper just gonna become the new rakdos if we ban three rakdos cards or is mono white gonna just be the best deck in the format by a million miles if we ban rakdos that hard so that's when you get to like the second level of like do we need to ban Wedding Announcement or Wandering Emperor? Do we need to ban Rafine or like something from Esper to make sure that these decks don't fill that void of being like the dominant force? I see so, like the I don't see a reason why you would ban Shieldred or Invoke. Um, I think that those cards are fine 
right? Like they like a five mana sorcery spell, like in quad black in a post. Let's just say in this hypothetical case that that fable eats it. Totally, totally fine. It's fine now. It's been fine. It's a. But, it's because Rakdos has had a critical mass of good cards, right? So it just it's like whatever. The, their finisher is invoked, but. I, I would say the only thing that would warrant it, I think, outside of Fable, is just Bankbuster. Even though I myself think it could stay, but that's only just a, like I see Bankbuster going because it can fit in any deck. It so, can fit into any deck. But would you be happy next Monday if you woke up and the new meta game was Rafine, followed by Mono White Mid Range slash Control, followed by Water yeah. Down Rakdos? Yeah, well, that's like the exact same standard. <laughs> like, no, sure, you thing- don't see as much Rakdos, but you're seeing the exact same decks, the exact same strategies. Some throwing some attracts reanimators somewhere in there. Like, well, I mean, okay. What is what is the problem then? Is the problem the fact that like there's pro- like powerful cards, or is the problem that every deck is a mid range deck? I see the problem is. Uh, I see the problem is I want standard to change at some point. And without there being right. a rotation, I don't see an end in sight. Like, I don't see how without a number of bannings, like, isn't there a risk we just do the same thing for an entire another year? And, like, Wild Eldering comes, but it makes no impact. And then uh, Ixalan comes, but it doesn't see any play. And then, like, I don't know. I guess the thing that worries me about them saying there's one ban window a year, and then other than that, it's only for, like, emergencies is... Doesn't that kind of push you to being super aggressive in that window? Because what happens if Eldraine comes and it doesn't have an impact on the format and you're still playing only Rakdos decks or whatever? Like Then then I don't I... have to wake up in a, a cold sweat because right now, Seth, I'm really afraid of what happens when Eldraine comes. And that's maybe because of trauma <laughs> from the last one, but like 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 okay, yeah, sure. I mean at this point, may, maybe that's a good thing that's that Eldraine isn't that popular. <laughs> I mean, I think Standard's role in Magic has traditionally been the format that changes. That's kind of like right, right. the, that's the, the appeal of it. That's like, yeah, that's the gimmick of Standard. And if you don't want change, then you don't play Standard. I'm just worried that it, we're losing that or whatever, like with, with all these changes. I do think that the, the banning has to happen more aggressively, as I mentioned. But like, so if if you're trying to shake it up, right? The, but, the goal is to shake it up and actually see... March of the Machines, make an impact, and all that stuff, right? Then uh, we have to, like, I is that not a design flaw yes. then? Uh, like, because, like, everything does everything now. The reason why you haven't seen peer control is because before you could let a threat through, right? There was things that you, there's a few key targets that you could just, like, those are the, those are the big no's. Everything else is whatever. But now everything is an Avengers level threat. Right. So everything is a game ender. Everything is the Thanos. So I just don't see that happening with one band. I don't even see that happening with more than that. I, I like if they, let's say they banned all those cards, then we're at this weird mishmash Frankenstein of a format that wasn't meant to be. And then it's like even, it could be even worse and not in the power level, like too high in the, we have the Ixalan where the power level's too low. And it's miserable, and it's like a slow, miserable game. Or every or everyone's just mono red, and soldiers. 
I mean, I, I think we're going to have the weirdness no matter what, because they mentioned that like Eldranger or uh, whatever wasn't designed with this three year rotation schedule in mind. Like when they designed Eldraine, their expectation was that Kamigawa would have rotated, Streets of New Capenna would have rotated. So we're already, already going to have a standard that is not how Wizards designed it to be. I'm curious, Krim, let's say you knew with 100% certainty after Monday, no yeah. bannings in standard until the following, till this time next year. No bannings, no, you cannot change standard no matter what. Would that change your answer on what you'd want banned at all? Because I feel like that's how Wizards is looking at it, is we ban, and then for the next year, unless we accidentally print, you know, a uh, memory jar in standard or something, like, where there is no change, no bannings allowed. Like, with that, would you want more bannings in that context? I know we both agree we would rather have more aggressive bannings, but Wizards doesn't seem to be thinking about it the same way we are. That's true, and if we're, if we're, if we're treating it as there's no bannings for a year, then sure. I I would uh, like we can ban a lot. We ban like six plus cards if you wanted, right? And the the question here is, does that change? Will that change like this mid range meta? Like, does does the banning of six plus cards, right? Does that all of a sudden make I don't know, uh, whatever the thingy that costs white XX and can like incubate, right? And then you can tap it. <laughs> To, yes. un to uh, like hatch something. Yes. Does that card all of a sudden? Yeah. Is that the game ender? Is that is that now like oh my god I'm free. Van until progenitor Exarc is good. That's that's my yes. new motto. Th yes. That, okay. So that is the new. If, if the goal is to ban until progenitor Exarc takes off, then you know okay we've got some time. We've got a few things to work on. Like I, I I'll say that March of the Machines is too fair. It sounds weird to say that, but it's, like, these cards just do, like, yeah, there's versatility and, like, the answers and stuff. Like, it's wild. Think think about how good – this is, again, it kind of leads back to the design philosophy because I think that cards nowadays just are too – they do everything. Like, you have the best answers right now in this standard, and pure control doesn't exist. Do you think – do you think March of the Machines is too fair or do you think that like Kamigawa is too strong and if everything yeah, was March right. of the Machines power level or whatever we would be in some standard utopia of diversity and everything would be wonderful and we'd have 10 different playable decks like do you think it's a March of the Machines not good enough or other sets are too good? I think that it's like too many cards do too many things so like maybe it's not that it's because like March of the Machines Still has a, I guess it, it needs to match the power level probably March because I don't know. Like, though there's a lot of text for a set that probably might be the wordiest set of all time, a lot of these are not worth playing. It's just like <laughs> a, a bunch of vanilla creatures. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a lot of nothing soup right now. And I think that, I think that's just because the nature of the older sets, like, the cards are just too efficient. They're, what they're, do you think? yeah. What do you I think, think Richard? Exactly right. Like we're trying to fix things with bandages. Like remember, yeah. you're not supposed to ban stuff. And if everything is a Ragavan, which it is, right? Like like Krim said, like if something resolves and you don't deal with it, you lose. That's a problem, right? Like that that actually so in terms of balancing, that's a problem, right? Like everything is so efficient and does so much stuff. Gameplay wise, it's not good. Like if if you stumble due to variance, because it's Magic the Gathering, 
then you lose, right? Because you can't catch back up because not only did you stumble, but your opponent accrued like two more advantages in the time you, you stumbled. So remember when we played vanilla creatures? Remember when we just played like, you know, stuff that like, oh, I could take three hits and then, you know, clean up with a sweeper. Like, good luck, right? Like, you can't do that anymore, right? Because it's gained the opponent like 16 life, made like eight treasures and whatever, right? Like you, you can't do that kind of stuff anymore. So maybe we just forsake standard until they adjust their design philosophy. Until, like, you know, you go no bannings and you just suck it up and take bad standard and hope that they design new cards that, you know, don't all immediately see eternal play because they're so powerful, right? Or cards designed for commander that, oops, standard players figured out how to play this card and now it's insanely broken because it was meant for battlecruiser magic. Um, yeah, so it's the answer is probably like fixed design rather than how do we you know, carefully maneuver our ban hammer to, like, fix everything that's happened. Like, the idea that Wilds of Eldraine was designed without all these sets in the format, and then now they're just like, whatever, they're all coming out together. <laughs> like, like this this format is so screwed, Seth. Like, yeah. oh my god, it's like if we designed a set. I... <laughs> right? <laughs> well, probably not like, that you know bad. You, do you don't want to nope. see my set. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just let... We'll just let B and R handle this, right? And then B and R is like, "What do you want me to do?" <laughs> right? I, I, I will, I will say, I definitely agree that design needs to improve, and that's like, that's the real fix to all this. Like, that's how you make these problems. Like, bannings can maybe improve things over the short term, but if you don't change the design process, you're just gonna end up in the same place again and again and again. So, definitely agree with both of you there. I will say, I think this wraps back around to the arena top uh, thing that Krim brought up. I do not envy wizards in the current era of having to like try to design for standard where people are just jamming endless games, which, you know, is makes it easier to solve the format or get stale on arena. They're also trying to make cards for older formats. They're trying to make commander cards. They're trying to do all that and mash it together and make paper standard playable, which maybe they have an impossible task. Like, I, I don't want to, like, uh, come down too hard on the Watsy side uh, because I do think they can definitely improve and there's things they can do and should do to improve. But at the same time, like, can they even fix this? Because there's so many variables and competing forces. Like, there, there's so much they're trying to do each set and each card. Like, is it even possible to fix? I think it's now an impossible task because, yeah, for those exact reasons, right? Like, you're... Now, more than ever, uh, because now you're doing this three-year thing, and it's just like, okay, well, standard's longer, and we're like, we're trying to still design with paper at our core, but we have a digital client that everyone uses, so it's a little bit of like the, you know, we they're already too far down this road, and like, example, imagine if next set, Wilds of Eldraine, everything's like a 2-2 bear, vanilla, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, it's, they've already gone too far into this direction everything is a word soup everything's like does 50 things you kind of don't go back right you you can try to gradually go back but it that doesn't work with a three-year standard right like if you try to dial back it's gonna be real weird and then now then as you dial back you'll have what we have right march of the machine not played everything prior to it still played right like when when <laughs> When I, I, I talked to someone like pro players at, at like the, at Minneapolis and they were just like, yeah, I'm playing Grixis, not a single new card needed. Like, like, it's just like, I don't, I don't know how you do this. I think this is an impossible task. Like you had mentioned. I, yeah, 
I mean, it's impossible while keeping profits high. Yeah. If, if they just reduce the cost of standard, no one would care. Like, if you mm-hmm. all had full collections, if we were all saffron olive, yeah. no one would care, right? You'd be like, shake up standard every yeah, 30 ban seconds. Ban right? every, yeah, ban every yeah. card. <laughs> yeah. I got every card imaginable. I can switch decks whenever I want. So if they drive the cost of paper decks down to, say, $25, you wouldn't care. Yep. You'd be like, oh, Grixis banned. And we just go buy another deck. I'm good to go. So part of it is the fact that it's a $300 deck that people are worried about, um, you know, getting getting obsoleted. That's the problem, right? So if they just drive down the price of Arena allowed you to actually grind a full collection in a sane manner, you wouldn't care as much when your deck got banned. So yep. part of it is fixing all this while keeping their profits high. Uh, if they really want to fix it, I, I believe they have easier ways <laughs> to, to get it done. I mean, if you want to take a super, super cynical view of this, you would say this change, like, maybe is designed to make cards more expensive. Like, they stay legal longer, and they're going to go out of print. Like, in Wizards during the stream mentioned, people asked about challenger decks. Like, okay, like, cards are going to be around. We need cheaper cards for standard. And they said they don't have any anything planned so far about doing challenger decks this year or something. So hopefully they approach that side of things as well. Like, if they are going to do this and keep cards legal stronger... I think they also have to try to like make more challenger deck. Do something like remember the the world championship decks, those gold border decks? Could you imagine like legal versions? Like here's decks people played at the Pro Tour. Give us fifty bucks and you can actually have one of these to go play at your FNM or something. Like things like that I think would would go a really long way towards getting people into standard if that's the goal, but Wow, we spent 50 minutes talking about standard bannings. All right, lightning lightning round. There's a couple other topics I really wanted to hit up here. Any final thoughts on standard or bannings before I move on? Wait, wait, wait. I, got, I got one question because I really want to know. Tell me how many cards you think will be banned on Monday. Not which cards, just how many cards. I think my, my guess, two. two. Actually, if, they, if they're... Okay, like Seth asked earlier, if it's not banning for a week, like a, a year... I think we have the red enchantment, something Kakazan, and then uh, and then you have uh, you have Fable, then you have Bankbuster. Like if if they're trying to ban for a year, I think they're going to try to pick something out of almost every color except for blue and green because nothing matters there. Uh, and then maybe I guess like Rafine. And so, how many cards is that? Five. Five. Oh, I I was actually gonna go with five i'll go seven five was gonna be my my low end i'll go seven i'll I'll go they go deep what do you think richard i think five but it should actually be 15 or 20 (laughs) yeah so if if they do 20 i will have renewed faith in them that they they are actually doing dramatic things to fix the format if they do the safe three to five then it's like same old same old like you know (laughs) i'll check back in and i'll I'll drain yep yep well, it'll be interesting, and I think the BNR should be out before next week's podcast, so hopefully we'll be able to see how our uh, predictions went during next week's cast. But anyway, let's hit up a couple other topics really quick. Richard, there was a pretty interesting Reddit post this week talking about showcase card styles and uh, trying to use some math to actually compare them and figure out which one was uh, the most popular. What did, uh, what did it show? What was this post about? All right, I, I actually really like this post. So it's ranking all the showcase styles. So basically all the frames. So like the storybook frame from Eldraine, the, the god frames from, from Caldime and stuff like that. But the way they did it was math. 
where they just take the average price of showcase divided by the the average price of the non-showcase version. So it's actually reflecting like how much premium people put on these versions. Now, obviously, there might be some bias towards the older sets because the older sets will will have will have had more time to appreciate. But at the top, we have Eldrain, uh, Kaldine, Arcavios. Is that Strixhaven? What's yeah. Arcavius? Yeah, that's Strixhaven. Uh, Strixhaven. Kaladesh, Ikoria. So those are the top five. And the bottom five would be Phyrexia, Ixalan, Amonkhet, Tarkir, and Ravnica. And uh, <coughs> Phyrexia is interesting. It's like actually under one, which means showcase versions are cheaper than, uh, yeah. than the, the normal version. Which I, I, I know I, this firsthand, man. The Phyrexian language cards, you can't read them. You need to yeah. actually read cards nowadays. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's also, like, Amonkhet's near the bottom as well, and that was another one where one of the big criticisms was, like, the font is very difficult to read. That was the Hazaret the Pervert set, because the font was so bad, you couldn't actually the tell per- what the card Hazaret- names were. Hazaret the what? Hazaret the, <laughs> Hazaret the Pervert is what, uh, what oh, the card Oh, word, like, okay. I just wanted to make style, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Ixalan? That's the one that surprises me, because personally, I always thought that was one of the cooler showcase styles. I'm surprised I, I, to see that so low. I, I see what they're trying to go for, right? Is, is that not the medallion of, like, Jurassic Park? It's meant to be this, like, archaeologist, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, kind of like, oh, cool. But it's like, dude, when I see that on the board, um, I don't think that's a giant Atali. I don't think that's a big dinosaur stomping its way towards me. It just looks like an enchantment or an artifact. I confuse it with a mana <laughs> rock half the time. Uh, like, it's just like, dude, I... It does not showcase the creature. Yeah. No, that is true. It looks like a coin or something. Like you yeah. found a penny with Galta and Maverin on it or whatever. Right. But yeah, the, the post is interesting. Uh, was there anything else that stuck out to either one of you as being just like odd or different than your personal takes on the, the showcase styles? I'm I'm surprised that uh like that that Eldrain is the most popular. I really like the the Eldrain style. I guess I, really I might be a little surprised it's number one, but that's one of my personal favorites. So I, when, I guess I'm I happy that it's there. Power level kind of matters. So even though it's it's price based, but like the more played the card, the more you're willing to pay to bling it out. So there there is some power level I think baked into the prices here, even though they are normalized. So like a a crappy card divided by the crappy card will, will like equal out, but yeah, I think Eldrain is actually my personal favorite of all of these. I also thought it was interesting, like if you actually look at the chart, there's the price ratio, but then there's also favorability, which was they they actually did like a like a poll of their users and had people had people vote on or rank the card styles, and it actually lines up pretty well, like. The the money ratio actually lines up pretty well with people's subjective rankings, which I thought was interesting. The market is efficient, Seth. It is, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Speaking of the magic market, uh, I got a question for y'all that came from Mark Rosewater's blog. So Mark Rosewater was asked, what advice do you have for someone who's considering quitting the game? And his advice was, don't get rid of your cards. There's something wrong with taking a break. But a majority of players later return and their greatest regret is having gotten rid of their cards. 
This is something I have told people many, many times in the past. When people ask, I'm thinking of taking a break, I'm thinking of quitting, my default had always been, hold on to your cards, because you're going to want them. I've heard those horror stories. I have friends that are like, you know, I had a Black Lotus back in 1993, and then it was sold at a garage sale or something, and I wish I had it. Like, you hear those stories. As I saw this post, so I started thinking about it, and... I started to wonder if this is still good advice in 2023. Like, I know there's sentimental value. If you have some commander deck you love or some special sign card or whatever that means something, of course you should keep it. But purely from a financial perspective, do you still think it's worth holding onto your cards if you quit the game? I'm coming around to the idea that the answer, like, if I was actually going to quit, I think I would sell essentially all my cards because I would think there's so much power creep now. There's so many secret layers, so many reprintings. I don't think it's like it was 10 or 20 years ago where you would think, oh, the cards are going to go up in value anyway, so whatever. I would think I should sell them because the prices are probably going to go down and I would just rebuy those cards if I came back to the game anyway. But does that advice still hold in 2023, you guys think? Like, should you hold? If you quit the game, should you hold your cards or sell your cards? It comes down to why you're quitting the game. Um, I think... The answer still holds true. because they, they played if, against if you, your Oathbreaker deck a few too many times, Grim. Yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then then yes. Uh, no, no, like like the, I I genuinely think that that like why? Why sell your cards, right? Unless okay, if it's a money thing and you need the cash, whatever, the 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 burst in cash now, then that makes sense, sure. Yeah. But like other than that, at some point, if you'd like to come back to the game, especially as magic moves towards a more casual friendly space with commander being the focal point why sell your cards like if you're like the if it's a power if it's a financial thing then yes but otherwise why sell your cards what is the upside you'll always have these cards to come back to you so there's someone out there with a fully blinged out foiled modern jun deck just crying is like, that you, Richard? <laughs> I feel like yeah. is that you? <laughs> these Tarmogoyfs that used to be like $100 are now like $8. These Lilianas are like nothing. I, I think Seth is right with the power creep. Like when I went back to look at my old commander decks, I'm like, these cards are all trash. And if I upgrade it, it costs me like another like $300. I might as well just go out and buy a Warhammer pre-con. And I'll be like right back at it at like a higher power level. So... I don't know, like, I I definitely don't hold modern slash legacy decks, whereas in the past I would hold on to them forever. Like, my legacy decks are laughably unplayable now. Uh, you know, the, the only thing maintaining value there are the dual lands. Like, everything else has, like, basically rotated out of their respective decks. So, right. I don't know, like, if, if you're trying to come back in, like, three months, then don't sell your cards. Oh, right, yeah. Right, but if you think you're quitting... I don't know. Like, I think by the time you come back in two years, like, Modern Horizons 4 will be out, and whatever modern deck you're playing now is obsoleted, so you might as well just pick up the new Modern Horizons 4 cards. <laughs> uh, if you have reserve list cards, then hold on to them. But yeah. I, I can't imagine holding on to... What's the most expensive... Like, let's say Atraxa or something. Like, yeah. almost guaranteed there will be a new reanimator target in, like, two, three years that everyone will be playing. So, like, there's no point in holding those cards, I don't think. But is I mean, that is that better than like not like example like it depends right like if I'm playing modern or whatever then sure maybe I'd sell those cards but like my collection as a whole no way like I I don't think there's a reason like if you're playing mostly commander who cares about power creep who cares about like the efficiency of your card at least you have something to get back 
into Magic and play with, as opposed to just buying a whole new collection. So here would be my full answer. I would hold reserveless cards. If I have the space, I would also hold cheap cards. I think like the cards that are already bulk, there's not much of a downside to stick them in a closet. And then when Chain of Smog or something comes along and is a $20 card, you benefit from it. And there's still going to be bulk, worst case, a few years from now. So I would hold on to those. So really cheap cards, old reserve list cards, anything with sentimental value. And then I would probably set aside a deck or two. Like, I don't think I would sell all of my commander decks. I think I would want a couple commander decks that I like around just to like play with friends or who knows. Other the cards I would really want to sell though is the stuff that Richard was talking about, like the the Shieldreds and the Troxas, because I really think that they're just gonna get reprinted and they're gonna get power crap. Like Tarmogoyf is probably the best example of this. Like five seven years ago, it was a two maybe more than that, maybe ten years ago now. It was a two hundred dollar card and everyone thought it would be like the most expensive card forever. If you quit the game back in 2015, you would be like, well, I'm going to hold my Tarmogoyfs. Now it's like a $15 card or whatever. Like, so I would lean towards selling that stuff personally. I think it's an interesting I mean, question. Even, even infallible cards, right? Jace the Vine Sculptor, Snapcaster Mage, Cryptic Command. Like you, you, Cards you think will be on top forever have been replaced by a monkey or something, right? You don't know, right? So, <laughs> but, you know, I, I like keeping one deck just so you can spring, like, Grim Player Jund on unsuspecting people, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, they never see the Stragon Root Keep guys people, coming, Keeping right? people honest, I, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, 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 Red and Six, like, like, you can just take the most broken cards imaginable and two years from now, they may not be played anymore. Red and Six could be bulk. We don't know. So it, it's, a little, it's a little risky, I think, to just kind of hold on to your $1,000 modern decks. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, obviously, keep the cards that you love and your fun cards. Like, I'm, no one's saying to do that, but I wouldn't want to hold on to, like, a modern deck thinking that it's still going to be good 10 years from now or something. Like, I would just be, I, I think it's too much of a risk. But anyway, we have one fish mail for today. I think this, someone asked... <laughs> Uh, I appreciate the question, Sebi DC three two four four. Can you go over how you would sideboard against all the top five meta decks in standard? Uh, for I think that's a little much for a fish mail, uh, Sebi. But uh, that is a good question. Maybe I'll do a video on that at some point. The actual question though is something to do with rotation that we haven't talked about. It's from Hillv sixteen at Hillv sixteen says with this new standard rotation, what do you think about them pulling in the last rotated block? into the current standard. So adding sets, Zendikar Rising, Kaldime, Strixhaven, Forgotten Realms, it might shake up the meta. This is something we didn't really talk about. Is the solution to shaking up the meta adding more cards? Like what if they took the cards that rotated last year and were like, hey, guess what? They're legal again. Here's a bunch more cards, figure it out. Would that? So, wait, would would Fable and, and yeah, well, yeah. Well, so true. basically, basically just make an announcement that said, uh, those sets are legal. As of Monday, Zendikar Rising, Kaldheim, Strixhaven, Forgotten Realms are legal and standard again for the next until the next rotation in 2024. Like adding those four sets into standard rather than trying to ban cards and take cards out of standard. I I what happens then if like like Goldspan and Fable like start playing oh together, right? Like like oh like there's God. there's like oh boy, you know what I mean? Like then we really have to kill the token, right? Like and <laughs> and then you also get to copy Goldspan <laughs> and yeah. like like yeah, like that's yeah. that's there's a no, lot like, there that I I don't I don't know if that fixes the format or does that give us more like you know we we're 
we're done with that format, right? But then we would have to see Magma Opus, you know, with like like Hinata again as well. So yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that answers the problem. Although it would be that, like, also Richard had mentioned that could just literally be Pioneer. We would just be yeah. playing Pioneer. I don't think it would solve the problem either because the best deck in Pioneer is essentially the the same deck that's the best deck in Standard at this point. Like, it's a lot of the same cards. So I don't think that's going to just dethrone the format. Although, interesting idea. I guess I, I like the thinking outside the box aspect of the question. Although, practically, I don't know if I think it would help. And then you also got the financial ramifications of just like randomly making these old cards legal. Are you going to reprint them somehow? How expensive are they? MDFCs would be sweet though. I could I could yeah, use some more MDFCs. You gotta use RNG. You just choose a random set from Magic's history. <laughs> so tomorrow's like surprise, revised isn't standard. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Sarah Angel? Shiva Dragon? Let's go. <laughs> yes, that that would be interesting. Whew, and expensive. But anyway, Richard, <laughs> if people want to send in uh fish mail for next week's podcast, how do they go about doing that? All right, you can send them to at MTGGoldfish on Twitter using the hashtag MTGFishmail. We'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 434 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard and Graham, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the BNR and anything else in the world of magic. So, until then, have a spectacular week, everyone. And this is the crew signing out. Bye.